Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. Last month, Congress signed off on a $2.2 trillion relief bill. $349 billion of that money was earmarked for small businesses through something called the Paycheck Protection Program. Well, yesterday, the Small Business Administration announced it's officially run through all that money. Some business owners got the loans they wanted. Many more apparently did not. And joining us today to talk about it is Joe Roberts. He teaches entrepreneurship and management courses at Webster University and serves as director of its entrepreneurship program. Joe Roberts, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, happy to be here. And we're also joined. Yes, thank you for that. And we're also joined today by Rob Connolly. He's the chef slash owner of the acclaimed restaurant Bull Rush. Rob, welcome. Yeah, thanks. Nice to have human interaction again. (laughs) We're glad we can provide that. And I do want to start with you. I understand you are one of the people who was able to get one of these loans for your business. Um, Was that super hard to do? It is very easily the simplest loan I've ever gotten. I've had two other SBA loans in the past. Uh, they always require an inch plus uh, paperwork to turn in. This this application was one page plus a signature page and maybe 10 pages of documentation, which were all very basic things like my articles of incorporation and such. Uh, I, I think I had this whole thing done in easily less than an hour. Um, and then I expected trouble down the road. I thought the bank would make it more difficult or the SBA sign-off officer. This was the smoothest process I've ever had, um, which, of course, is contrary to what I hear from many of my peers. Yeah, I got to say, you have not had the typical experience on this based on on everything I'm seeing chatter-wise. Joe, what kind of complaints are we hearing from people who haven't had the smooth sailing that Rob had here? Uh. First of all, Rob, thank you uh, for sharing that, and congratulations. You are one of the few that actually got through and got the money. Uh, the other, the most of the applicants who have uh, applied for the, there are two types of programs, emergency, injury, disaster, or EIDL program, which is the lower amount, $10,000, and the paycheck protection program that are meant to help uh, small companies survive the uh, pandemic and help keep paying their employees for a period of time. And the the clarification from SBA is not very clear. They said initially it can go up to five months, then they rolled it back to two and a half months. But if you go to the, uh, so the SBA basically says there is a lapse in appropriate, appropriations. Mm-hmm. So what that means is even if you completed an application and if you're not one of the early birds or, you know, one of the first ones in the pipeline, uh, there is such an overwhelming uh, demand for this uh, assistance that they say we cannot guarantee any more loans. Mm. Uh, and, lo- and and the SBA does not make loans. So you have to, first of all, go to a local bank and hopefully a bank that you have some sort of a relationship with already. And, and that usually helps out. And then if you get to know the banker and if you have a banker who is able to work with you on it, this process can be uh, even smoother. Now, the hope is that this appropriations uh, block will be lifted and Congress will uh, approve more funds. Uh, but the, uh, that, that is unknown right now. So we are, mm-hmm. we are waiting uh, to see how this will play out. 
Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, we do want to hear from you. Did you try to apply for the Paycheck Protection Program? What was your experience? You can give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air or email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Rob, with your experience being so good, um, is this in part because you have a, a local banker that you have a relationship with, as Joe was describing there? Yeah, absolutely. I, I've i always thought it was important to uh, not just have a bank account, but have a bank relationship. And and it took me a long time in my career to understand what that actually meant, uh, but it's paid off now. My, mm-hmm. my banker called me as soon as this was approved, and I had already had an email into him saying, uh, what do I need to do? And um, if I can say the name, it's Enterprise Bank. They were sure. so proactive. They were feeding us information every single day, sometimes multiple times a day, to the point that they made it clear, do not submit the application because we think the application form will change overnight, literally the night before the applications were opened up. And sure enough, I, like many others, had already turned in packets saying, I know you said not to, but just in case. And the next morning I woke up to a text saying, you need to redo your application form. And the changes in that form were so subtle. I mean, it it was a minor thing that most people wouldn't even notice. But anyone who's done an SBA or government grant knows that would be enough to kick it out. Hmm. And so um, that relationship worked because... The communication was so strong. Well, I am, I'm so glad to hear that, that this bank came through for you. I mean, as you described that level of service, it, it almost brings tears to my eyes to know that people could get that kind of help from the people who are supposed to help them. But, but Joe, on the other hand, hearing this level of, of difficulty that the feds put people through, changing the form after they've already released it, and just these tiny things that might have disqualified somebody, did they make this harder than they should have? Um, potentially because the SBA uh, got this huge amount of money to disperse uh, very quickly, and there wasn't a clear policy that said, okay, here's what you can do, here's what you cannot do. And if we, if I can go go back to the previous, you know, the 2008-9 stimulus package, mm-hmm. the SBA did play a role in that. But then the banks that made these, uh, what I would call as slightly riskier loans, uh, which are called forgivable loans that become a grant, uh, they were called back on the carpet and said, well, why did you make these things? Well, why didn't you watch for these? So the banks <laughs> are cautious this time. Yeah, you can <laughs> understand <that> why. <laughs> So that, that adds to the, uh, uh, the process delay, if you would. And the SBA overall uh, is, uh, I have done work with the SBA on and off, and I used to be in business for myself before I became an academic. Uh, so there, there's a lot of uh, help associated with such a program. It's just that it starts with a good banking relationship, as Bob mentioned, and if you don't have one, then it, it sort of complicates the process. But also mm-hmm. having a decent balance sheet helps. So if you mm-hmm. are actually before the pandemic hit, were you a viable going business? Were you actually making profits? And and the banker would know that. So the banker would say, wait a minute, this is a company that I know has done really well in the marketplace for, uh, you know, five years two years, whatever. Minimum should be two to three years. They have, a, they have to have a history. And once that is established, then the entrepreneur or the business owner can leverage that and say, okay, 
The only reason I am in financial distress is because of this pandemic, mm-hmm. and that's where the government loan assistance is supposed to help. So, and and the banks who are sort of uh, you know so enterprise bank uh, sounds like they are sort of ahead of the curve. And a lot of the other banks and the local community banks are sort of playing catch up. So they themselves don't have the application done. They don't have the hmm. uh, uh, process that they need to go through to get the guarantee sign off from the SBA all figured out. So that delays to the that adds delays to the process. Rob, I wanted to ask you about another thing. I did see some of your colleagues in the restaurant industry complain about some of these terms as as set out by the feds. Um, The Post-Dispatch had a story quoting Mark Hinkle, who's at the very successful restaurant Olive and Oak, and he was worried that to qualify for loan forgiveness, borrowers would have to be back at February payroll levels within eight weeks. He was worried that was just too ambitious with the situation we're in right now with the coronavirus. Are, Are you worried that could be too ambitious for Bull Rush as well? No, not really. I mean, there, there's so much unknown here. But the the thing is, I went into this pandemic with money in the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the the business is viable, and we were prepared for two or three months of payroll if we didn't get this loan. And so when this loan comes in, that gives us two additional months to keep staff on payroll. So it sounds like your conservatism with your money, um, this is paying off in a number of ways. Um, I feel like some of us could maybe learn from you, and I'm looking at myself here. <laughs> well, I, I say this all the time. I am my mother's son. <laughs> and yeah, in, th- in this case, good for you. Um, Joe, for people who maybe haven't been as cautious or as careful on the back end, um, what would you want to leave them with in terms of what might be an option for them today? Do they have options um, short of Congress filling this back up with more money? Yeah. The, so the SBA has another product called the SBA Express Bridge Loans, uh, which is uh, – Part of this, uh, so th- that is a loan that is available in a disaster situation like this. Mm-hmm. And that money is not run out. Uh, so that money is, uh, it takes a different process. So you have to apply and go through the, hopefully not the one-inch stack of paper <laughs> <laughs> that Rob is talking about, but there is some paperwork involved in this. Uh, but you can, you, that is still open. That funding is still available. So the SBA doesn't, didn't shut down all their emergency loans. So, so these are uh, SBA Express Bridge loans. You're saying that that pool is still open. Yes, that is still open. And then there is also the SBA debt relief that is open, uh, which is which is if you have. So the last time around, what what the government did was they said, who are the current SBA? Uh, uh, who are the people who actually have loans from the SBA? And then they said, first relief is for them. So if you have a loan with the SBA, you don't need to make payments for the next six months, three months. So they were working that out. And then they said, well, what about people who don't have an SBA loan? How can we help them? And so there was a, there was a different approach to this last time around. This time, they just, because of the, it's, we are in uncharted uh, territory, they just said, well, let's just put a lot of funds into this and help Main Street. And as as everybody predicted when they were doing this, well, this is not enough because Main Street is where a lot of action is in terms of economic, uh, that's our economic engine. Wall Street got a bigger chunk mm-hmm. and then Main Street should have more money. And of course, when politics enters into this, it, everything kind of goes out the window. But uh, so, so my best uh, recommendation would be to go to your banker, 
and then maybe see if you qualify for an uh, SBA Express Bridge Loan. Uh, if uh, if the uh, funds open up again, uh, you should be ready to jump in and apply and get the funds right away. So besides Rob, there are other companies uh, that I know of have received funding. Well, that's that's great to hear, and that's a little glimmer of hope um, with all the noise we're hearing online about the problems with these. So, um, Joe Roberts, Director of the Entrepreneurship Program at Webster University, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. And Rob Connolly of Bullrush, uh, congratulations on your loan, and uh, congratulations on making prudent financial decisions that got you to this point. Yeah, thank you, sir. And, and we're eagerly awaiting the day you reopen so we can come eat there. So, thanks, Rob. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio. That's 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.